where I would ask people if I, if I stumbled on a 30 year old or a 40 year old or a 50 year old, I would ask them, you know, what, what's the advice you would give your 22 year old self, 23, whatever age I was at the time, because I found that people always give advice based off regret, which I would have done this, which I would have done that. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Jose Kilos of jkilos.com. Jose, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Jose so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Jose is a digital leader, and he and his team help establish brands, companies, and organizations successfully define and implement digital transformations. Over the past year, Jose and his team have helped clients see over 203% increase in online revenue. Jose, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, man. Hopefully they're ready to listen. Yes, absolutely. We're all ears. And, and to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? We'll let you get all started with all the awesome work you're doing. Yeah, of course, man. So I always love to start off with, I'm not an entrepreneur, I'm an immigrant. That's the lens that I live my life with. And that's everything that's guided me to this day. Um, you know, I was born in Mexico, came here as a kid. Uh, my dad was here at 40 with whole family and became a millionaire at 55. How? Janitorial company, seven days a week. The motto at the house was you work 23 hours a day, you sleep one. You don't want to work today, you don't eat today. <laughs> and so that, that's what really kind of drove me that way. So all growing up, I worked a bunch of labor jobs. I mean, your typical immigrant jobs from janitorial to construction, to cleaning, all of that good stuff. And then I went to college, uh, majored in organizational communications and public relations. When it was time to graduate, uh, the universe, God, you know, just aligned for me. And uh, Obama had passed part of the DREAM Act, which allowed people in my situation, you know, young kids coming over with no paperwork to get a license, to get a social security number, they can get a job, they can move around without any fear. Um, and I took full advantage of it. So I applied for it, grabbed it. I was living in Northern California at the time, helping my dad expand his janitorial business. Um, but I wanted to get into the corporate world. So I applied, got a, a job opportunity down in Southern California, and that was my foot into the digital world. Um, I got in there, you know, just a temp, uh, just working. I was happy to be in an office, man. I was happy to be in some AC, yeah, no more construction, <laughs> right. cleaning, and none of that, right? And you're making good money just sitting on your on your butt. So, um, I brought that immigrant work ethic. Um, my director of digital marketing at the time really took a liking to me, offered me a position, told her I'd love to, but I don't know anything about digital. She said, you work for me, I'll teach you anything you want to learn. She sent me to conferences and seminars, put me in meetings I probably shouldn't have been in, but it was just to observe knowledge, keep her in the loop and help manage, you know, the team. And so I worked under her for about two, three years. Then I worked in corporate totally for about four to five years. And then I decided to make a move. I was around 27 and I was looking at people around me and some people were 35 and 45. And I'm thinking to myself, if I give myself 10 years, I'm at 30. 37 and it fails, I'll be back with them. <laughs> this, this ain't going away. Uh, and so, yeah, I did. And, and um, I helped out some local businesses here and there, but really my core bread and butter was these big guys, the corporate guys or these medium-sized businesses doing, you know, low seven figures, you know, one to 5 million a year online, but they want to take it to 25 or a hundred million. Um, and that was really my, my bread and butter. And so I've been working that ever since. Um, I have my independent consulting practice. And then I also have a joint venture with a global brand strategy agency, Antonio in Paris. They've done amazing work. And under, under that partnership, there's the likes of Burger King, Mini Cooper, AT&T, um, Paramount Studios. It's just a massive um, 
just book of business there. So I go in and I help support any digital initiatives that come out of a brand strategy, which at this point right now, if your brand strategy does not have a digital aspect to it, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I, I love um, that you've been able to kind of drill down and take that that work that, that you kind of talk, talked about, because I think so many times, um, I think a lot of times the secret ingredients to success is that work ethic and you being able to kind of see that from your father, but at the same time, implement that into everything that you do is so huge and it ranks true in everything you're saying, but also in the work you do, I imagine too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, one thing I've learned for myself, you know, throughout this journey is definitely balance. Um, you know, my father was an amazing, it, it was an amazing business guy and, um, you know, really was a great provider for the family, but yeah, there wasn't very many hugs and kisses, you know, it's, it was very just hard work. And so um, I really, and I've talked to him a lot about this. He's still in my life and I, I share my business stuff with him. And, um, and you know, the other day he, he gave me kudos on a couple of things. He said, one, I love how organized your your systems are and your structure is. And I also love the balance that you're doing. You're, you're taking time to go for a walk you're taking time to kick it and watch a movie with me um and and it's you know this Rome doesn't get built in a day so you know sometimes we we work as if it does um and so you know it's it's that 20 mile march right or that million step march that you just gotta you know one one day at a time and you, you step forward and that's it Absolutely. It's definitely a marathon. And, and, and yeah, you're absolutely right. Sometimes when we hit, we're ambitious and we want to see goals come to fruition, we will work as if Rome can be built in a day or we're going to die trying to have it built in a day in some degree. And that only hurts us in the long run. So I think it's so important to kind of do that, to have that work ethic, to, to be able to, to see that, but at the same time, um, be able to kind of see the the, the long um, journey that it takes in order to get to wherever we wanted to go. And and so I know you touched a little bit upon that, uh, that digital brand piece and how, you know, you should definitely have a digital brand. So could you take us through a little bit more on how you help, you know, your clients to do that and in different ways that they can do to, to, to implement that and how you help them to do that. Yeah, of course. So I'll go um, kind of two sides of the coins here. The first is internal. You know, my really, my bread and butter is working with established business owners, established brands, companies who've been in their industry and been killing it in their industry, but digital has kind of left them by the wayside. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been so focused on mastering their business, their industry that now that it's time to, you know, COVID has forced people to go into digital, right? Before it was already suggested and recommended and best practices to go there, but there was a lot of businesses that were able to maneuver without it, right? They were like, ah, it's okay, we can we can do without it. You know, we know it's important, but we can do without it. So now that they're forced to do it, they're looking a little like deer in the headlights, right? And mm -hmm. they go online and everyone's trying to sell them something. Everyone's got a course for them. Everyone, everyone has an agency. Everyone has a funnel that works. Everyone has a channel that works, all that good stuff. So the first part of kind of what I do is I just build an intimate connection with the business owners, with senior management, and help them understand this world, help them what it means to maneuver in this world, what are the uh, psychographics of people in this world, different platforms they're in, why are they in that platform, the intent of that platform, what are the different touch points that you have to have with someone digitally in order to build that rapport, especially if you're selling a high ticket item, right, like you, you're going to have to take them through this journey. So part of that is working with them internally on that mindset, helping them understand, removing all the buzzwords in the vernacular, let's get to business and show you how you can use this as a tool, right? And how that supports your overall brand initiative and all that good stuff. And then on the other side, we try to identify what are the disruptive digital strategies you can use to cause noise in your industry or within your, you know, market space, right? So that's really digging super deep into consumer insight. Um, this is a tip for anyone listening leverage social media as a consumer insight tool. You have your customers in front of you and you can't get more intimate to them unless you're texting them, right? They're already on their phone. They're, you know, a lot of people are scrolling middle of the night. They're scrolling whenever they're bored, um, whatever the case may be, but you have an ability to have a conversation with them. So 
the first step I would recommend is leverage these channels, the online world, the digital world to understand your consumer, where are they going? How are they feeling? What are the trends? You know, the pandemic has shifted people's habits and beliefs and thoughts. I mean, the home, I, I just heard this the other day, we were having an internal discussion with my agency partners and they were saying how the pandemic has made people to look at their home differently, right? Like, oh, this is, this should be a place of comfort now. This should be my solace. The crazy thing is that that should have been the mindset from the beginning. Yeah, so right. the, the fact that that has now shifted, obviously, then we can look at, you know, if you're working with a painting company or a designer or whatever, your message shifts, you understand where they're going and how this is going to affect it. Because moving forward, people are going to understand this work-life balance a little bit more. Um, and then I don't see it shifting 100% to how it used to be in the rat race, right? Um, so yeah, we, we leverage digital to find consumer insights tap into what's going on with them and then define, okay, well, what are the channel strategies, tactics that we do in order to get to front in front of them? Nice. I definitely appreciate that. And, and I think so many times, as you said, like, you know, when you're, especially if you haven't been paying attention to digital, um, sometimes when you go and you, you try to figure out where to do and, you know, uh, what platform should do, what should I be saying, what should I not say, so on and so forth, it becomes very, very overwhelming. So I love um, the way by which you're able to, to, to let people know that this is a tool by which you can use in order to have a, a, a conversation with your ideal clients and really start to work from there. Because I think it doesn't become as overwhelming if you understand that this is, you know, who we are, what we're trying to do um, as a organization, but also this is a way by which we can do that. And I love that you helped to, to bridge that gap for those organizations to make that happen. Yeah, thanks, man. And, and you know, this was intentional. Um, you know, before I started diving into my business, I did consumer insight. I said, okay, if the people that I want to help are senior management, established business owners who are amazing in their, in their business, they're experienced business owners, but they're feeling a little intimidated at a loss you know, they're feeling like rookies in the digital world. You know, that's really difficult for someone who's been in the game for 25, right. 30 years, right? And so the Consumer Insight brought that out and it showed that, you know, they were just wanted a sense of relief, right? They just wanted to get away with the BS and the noise and just go directly and talk straight. And I, it just so happens that's one of my skill sets too. I like to work with full transparency. Um, and so it just kind of aligns with it all. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be able to have so, so many win-win scenarios. And I, I appreciate that you're able to do um, and, and to help those people, especially if they're really great at what they do, to be able to, to reach the people so that they can be of even more service. And that's absolutely a huge thing. And, and so would you consider that to be what I call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Is it that ability to be able to, I guess, I don't know if I want to use the word translate, but that's what's coming to mind, what somebody's doing to be able to communicate in a digital platform or in multiple digital platforms so that they can reach and, and, and help their the clients that they work with? Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's it, you know, and um, again, being full, being fully transparent with the audience, you know, and that's one of the the biggest uh, creative challenges that I have, that we have as a company, is how do we? Because the secret sauce is to sit down with someone and say, listen. I get you. I'm business mm. first. I'm not digital first. I'm business first. What do you want? What do you need? What's your sales process like? Who's your customer? Where are we at? Great. Now let's get into the digital stuff of it. So because of that, you know, it's always a creative challenge of how do we throw that message out to folks? Because really the magic comes when I'm sitting with them one-on-one -on -one or where we're in a room together. Then they see, okay, this guy's, his heart's in the right place. His mind's in the right place. Um, and he's not looking at it from a digital standpoint. He's looking at it from a business standpoint and then applying the digital to it. So yeah, I, I would say that that is uh, definitely my secret sauce. And I think another thing too, too, um, that I would throw out there as a secret sauce is any of the work that we come up with, any disruptive strategies, any project, any campaign, et cetera, we shoot for the superficial side of let's get an award out of this. Let's mm -hmm. do something that's going to be amazing and it's going to be disruptive, et cetera. But really the second main part of it, and this is where the clients get really happy, is we focus on shareholder wealth. How are we going to build something 
in the digital world or in this campaign, a new platform as a product, whatever the case may be, that's going to increase your stock value. It's going to increase the overall value of the organization. So from being understanding of we're both business people, I just so happen to bring in digital to it to, hey, we're not here to just get you more likes on Instagram or get you more comments. No, we're here to add a revenue channel. We're here to position the company in the best way for longevity and sustainability, you know, increase shoulder, shareholder wealth. I feel like those are really the, the secret sauces. What I was going to ask you as far as like the CEO hack. So that could be like an Apple book or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient. Is it that book, the one thing, one of my favorites that you feel like helps make you more effective and efficient? So actually, you know, for me, um, the, what made me um, effective and efficient was business coaches. Um, I, I've gone through two so far. Um, I, I will go through more always because the goals keep getting bigger, right? You hit a certain revenue goal and you want to hit the next level and then the next level. And there's always someone that's doing it bigger than you. Um, so that honestly, that for me, it was that very first individual was pops, you know, just seeing how he worked and maneuvered and his discipline and all that good stuff. And then um, as I try to venture on my own, you know, I just kind of knew that um, it's, it wasn't really for the accountability. Um, but it was to me, I just knew like, this is the shortcut. This is a, and I hate to say that word because obviously everyone's looking for a shortcut, but if you team up with someone who has the experience, who can teach you, you're going to avoid a lot of mistakes. You're going to avoid a lot of stuff that you, you're going to avoid the traps that we all fall into. I definitely appreciate that hack. And I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice, something you might tell a client, or if you have to do a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. From a younger business self perspective, um, I have this, this hack that I started doing, I think around 20 to 22 is when I, I don't know where, the, where it came from. It came from learning somewhere um, where I would ask people if I, if I stumbled on a 30 year old or a 40 year old or a 50 year old, I would ask them, you know, what, what's the advice you would give your 22 year old self, 23, whatever age I was at the time, because I found that people always give advice based off regret, which I would have done this, which I would have done that. And I got crazy things, you know, anything from, I would have gone on, yeah, you know, I would have hung out with more women before I got married. I would have, uh, whatever, you know, and, um, one of the successful chiropractor, he hit me with, um, you know, I would have balanced out my life a little bit more. I build my practice. I have my practice. I got my kids and my wife, don't get me wrong. They're still there and they love me and everything, but I wish I would have just spent a little more time with them because they're only kids once and things of that nature. So on the personal side, kind of the nugget, I would encourage you to do that, you know, and it could still apply to this day. You know, I'm 31. I can go to someone who's in there. Great word of wisdom. And so uh, I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Jose, what does being a CEO mean to you? I think it means to create, lead, build a culture and organization. But to me, a successful CEO makes a transition out and becomes a shareholder and and, and the shareholder in whatever it is that that they're holding. You know, I don't mean shareholder just in stock per se, right? You could be part owner of a company and have a CEO managing it type of thing. Um, the successful CEO makes that transition. Definitely appreciate that, Jose. And what I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Sure. So um, I guess the only thing I would say is just remember that Rome wasn't built in a day and don't let this stuff overwhelm you. Um, leverage the digital world in a way of a tool. 
You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can find me there, Jose Quiroz or Jose Quiroz Digital. The last name is spelled Q-U-I-R-O-Z. Find me on LinkedIn, send me a quick message, just say guidance, and we'll make it very simple. Quick 15, 20 minute conversation. We'll get to know each other. And again, I'll guide you in the right direction, whether that's a specific channel, strategy, platform, tactic, working with me or not, whatever the case may be, hopefully I send you in the right direction. Um, and then, yeah, if you guys want to check out the website, you can check it out, J-A-Y-Q-U-I-R-O-Z.com. If you have, if you're a bigger guy and you're looking for this brand strategy, bigger, again, the likes of Burger King, AT&T, these type of guys, this type of work, you can check out AntonioAndParis.com. And then I also have a podcast, Where to Market Your Business Online, that you can check out on iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I definitely appreciate that, Jose. We will have the links and information in the show notes. And I think it never hurts to have a conversation. And so I appreciate you for uh, making yourself access, uh, available for people to be able to do that. And I think so many times uh, we think that digital is completely different from what we're doing in the world, but really it's just a representation of that and kind of a, a snapshot of that. So I love that story that you told as well, too, because it helps us to realize that having a conversation one-on-one can be done digitally to you know 100 times that or, or even more. So if we start to look at it in a different way, we can just have those conversations on these platforms. So appreciate you for doing that as well. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.